Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, wonderful. Ah, today is Monday, October 9th, Indigenous Peoples Day here in the U.S. And I've got a few things to talk about. Um, Another measure that I've been doing to improve my focus and concentration that's really made a huge difference. Uh, and then I also want to talk, oh, I got to rant a little bit about boy fantasy tropes. I'm sorry if you're not here for this, I've just got to talk about it yet again. And I also want to talk about WandaVision as I promised last time. So, um, Let's see, which one shall we do first? Let's do the, in the order that I presented them, uh, the concentration thing. So I had gone back to, I've, I've gone back and forth on this um, at various points, but you all have heard me, if, unless you're new to this podcast, in which case go back and listen if you care, um, heard me talk about the what smartphones do to our attention span. And I had started keeping my phone on my bedside table. Um, in part because um, my husband would sometimes, because he sleeps in another room now, he would try to call me if uh, he wasn't feeling good or because he was sleeping very badly for a while there. Um or just in case of emergency, right? But the upshot was, is that if I woke at night, I would look at my phone to see what time it is. Um, because, you know, this is back to that same thing, right? If only there were a device that could tell us the time without having all of this other messaging. So even though my phone would be on do not disturb and I've got you know, like my husband and my mom on emergency breakthrough, my stepsister, just in case. A few other people. Uh, I would like undisturb it just to see if messages had come in. And sometimes they would have, and I would look at the messages. And sometimes I would even flip over and look at Instagram, which I'm sure makes the meta people beyond happy because nothing like being in a sleepy state where your subconscious is nice and soft and sticky for them to like insert suggestion. Um, and so I was noticing that, well, I guess I didn't notice. I wanted to say I was noticing that that was fragmenting my attention. I knew my attention was fragmented and I was trying to eliminate reasons why so that I could focus better at getting more words, which by the way, on Friday, I did so much better. I got 2,741 words on Friday. Um, and I didn't have a great week last week, but I still got 6,799 words. Uh, it was bad at the beginning of the week and then slowly improved. So I'm, I'm happy with my progress. I'm at nearly 40,000 words. I mean, nearly, I'm at 37,751 words on twisted magic, not as far as I need to be, but doing better. So towards the end of last week, I started putting my phone in 
the bathroom, which is not far away. I can still hear it if it rings. And I just leave it plugged in there. And that way I can't pick it up on my bedside table. And it makes such a huge difference because, you know, we all surface briefly throughout the night. The, the real trick is what you do when you surface, right? What do you do in order to go back to sleep? Um, and not having my phone to look at makes a big difference. Uh, to see what time it is because I have like no in it sense of time. And it, I always want to know what time it is when I wake up which my husband used to give me all kinds of shit for. He's like, why do you need to know? And I'm like, I need to know if it's time to get up yet. <laughs> Is it morning or not? Because sometimes depending on time of year, you can't tell by the light, right? Uh, so I, instead I have my, my Kindle paper white there and I have, and that only does reading, right? Only does books and I put it on dark mode and I can turn it on and see the time. It's made such a huge difference. Wow, has it made a difference? I want to say more than anything else I've done, but I imagine it's it's a cumulative thing. So highly recommend. Um, I also by having it in my bathroom, I can't. Um, what happened? Killian's out here with me. By having it in the bathroom, I can't look at it before I go to sleep, which is something else I was doing. I was like watching Instagram reels of Big Bang Theory, which I haven't ever watched the show. I've tried watching the show a couple times, only the first episode. I probably have to give it more time, but I like watching the reels. Um, but I would do that. And then my mind would be stimulated before I went to sleep. Uh, and so now with the phone in the bathroom, I instead read on my paper white or read a paper book with the light on. I immensely prefer reading on the Kindle paper white with the lights off and in dark mode. And then I just get very sleepy. So, but you know, I remember having a conversation with some people online a while back where this one guy was talking about how badly he sleeps and he was running like this, some sort of server, computer server. And I told him, you know, like in the last hour before you go to sleep and so forth, you should consider turning off all your devices with some kind of game server thing. And, you know, I said, and, and allow yourself to wind down because we all know about the effects of like, you know, the blue light from the screens and the mental stimulation and all of this. And, uh, and he said, well, I can't possibly do that. He said, because, you know, I've, I manage this thing that's all around the world. I have to be on it all the time. So it turns out like he was sleeping in his game chair and like waking up like all through the night and checking the servers and all of this kind of thing. It's a recipe for terrible sleep. And there was another gal involved in the conversation. And when I'd said, you know, you should do that. She says, well, I can't do that because I, you know, and I was saying it worked for me. And, you know, and then of course I developed bad habits over time, but I'm getting good again. But she said, well, I, because I have to record my steps at the end of the day. And I said, well, why can't you write them on a piece of paper? And, and she was like, rah, 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 rah. you know, and it's so, it's all a matter of these choices we make, um, you know, and, and I get it, you know, there's, you know, like in some ways it's handy to have my phone on the bedside table, but it's also not good for me. And so I have to make those choices. 
so anyway, one thing I've been doing over the weekend is cleaning out my Kindle. Uh, I had, I've been in kind of a reading slump, you know, and people talk about readers talk about being in reading slumps all the time. And I don't want to dunk on Kindle unlimited because I feel like I do sometimes, but I mean, obviously I am a self-publishing author. I, you know, would not have the, be able to make a living. Uh, although now that I've got a big book deal, it made it a lot easier, but self-publishing has kept me alive. Uh, a lot of people I know are very good self-publishers and produce very good quality work. But I read several self-published books in a row that were not wonderful. And I think that they were not well written. Gosh, you know, and I know that it's not a requirement. I read this one book that it had a great story, but it was so poorly written that I just like couldn't even. And I think you all know that I am not much of one to really get into, is it good or is it bad? You know, I think there's a lot of variations and I think people are counting different things. And you all know that I, you know, get mad. Like when a Stephen King says that Stephanie Meyer can't write, you know, that's like, I'm trying not to use the F-bomb on this podcast anymore now that I'm monetizing. So, but you all know exactly what I think, right? If you're on video, you caught that. Um, but, oh, I just, I have so many self-published books on my Kindle, um, Kindle Unlimited Fantasy Romances that I've picked up through various freebie things. And some of them are just not very well written. And, and I think I need to get faster about clicking through instead of making myself read them. Um, I'm also reading and I feel like I can just, I would not have said this if she were alive, but I recently discovered, I didn't realize that Anne Rice had written a fourth beauty book. So I found those books that originally beauty trilogy, you know, erotic fantasy stuff. Um, I found those in a bookstore in Carmel, California, when I was out there visiting a friend when I was in college and picked up that first one, um, the claiming of sleeping beauty and was, so wowed. I mean, it like had everything I wanted in it. You know, it was like the really intense sex, a little sousson of Dubcon. Uh, it was, you know, fabulous. And I love that trilogy. And so apparently she wrote a fourth in um, 2015 called Beauty's Kingdom, which I don't know, it's just gotten written all over it in invisible ink that only industry professionals can read <laughs> that in its penguin random house that they wanted her to, you know, it's like, Oh, look, this is like another 50 shades of gray. You've written this great erotic romance stuff, you know, a little bit of BDSM in there and it's great. Um, and so she like, I don't think she wanted to write this anyway. Anyway, you all know, I love Anne Rice. Love those books. 
huge fangirl of Anne Rice, uh, friends with her son. Sorry, Christopher, I doubt you'll watch this, but just in case, sorry. This book is terrible. It's so bad. It's terrible. And she's spending a whole lot of time, like, walking back all of the things from the original series, you know, like, oh, that it's not really non-consent. There's so much stuff about consent. And, um, oh, and it's just the intensity isn't there. Everything that I loved about the original series isn't there. And it's like, I keep kind of reading it, but, ugh, disappointing. So I had several disappointing things in a row. And I was trying to, you know, I've got so much stuff on my Kindle. And I was like going back. I've not kept up. I, some of you know that I have my um, spreadsheet that's my to be read. And I've not kept up with that, which is unfortunate because that used to be a good way for me to figure out what to read next. Uh, so now I've just sort of been going through and finding things um, and trying them. So I started reading this fantasy series by actually someone who's like a friend of a friend. And uh, I had read one of their other books uh, that, that was more recent. And somebody had suggested to me, oh, you should read there, and I'm going to go ahead and commit to him because it's a guy and this is so boy fantasy. And I started reading this, you know, and it like starts out, it's the epic fantasy and there are things that are really interesting about it, but it's not, I mean, I know a lot has changed in recent years, but you know, like when on the first page you, you get a reference to mankind. And I immediately go, oh, okay. Um, you know, and then women are being raped and it's considered a, a matter of course. And it turns out there's four point of view characters and it's like the soldier, the scholar, the priest, and the female. And longtime listeners will know how much I dislike this trope of that there's like, three male characters with distinguishing characteristics plus a female whose only distinguishing characteristic is that she is female. And then this one dresses up almost immediately as a boy, which I suppose makes her interesting. And there's this totally gratuitous scene where like her older caretaker makes her strip naked so we can look at her naked to decide if it's going to work for her to dress as a boy. How, how, how is that a thing? How does that even work? Um, yeah. And so even though it was well-written, which I was craving, um, and I really wanted to read some good fantasy to help feed, uh, what I'm writing now, uh, I just couldn't even, I was reading the sample and I, yeah, had to tap out. So boy fantasy, can we just ditch this trope? I mean, let's, let's not do it anymore. And, and I realized this was an older thing. Um, but yeah. So I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here because none of you are going to do this and the people who do it, aren't going to listen to my podcast, <laughs> but if we can change one fantasy writer out there. Anyway, if you've got good book recommendations, let me know. Um, 
but it's got to, I just got to have stuff. I hate saying this, but it's got to be stuff that's well written right now. I'm just, uh, I'm just at that place. Um, particularly fantasy. If you've got good fantasy, epic fantasy, that is not boy fantasy and um, doesn't do those, you know, like what I know everyone's been over this. Like surely men can write women. Some of them can do it well. Um, and, and I know that even in this author's more recent work, um, the women were not well drawn, you know? And so I don't know. Are women people hard to say on to happier news. Let's talk about WandaVision. I resisted watching WandaVision and I think it was uh, Jim Sorensen who told me that I would really like it. And it was a great call. I thought WandaVision was freaking brilliant. I loved it. Um, I was not sold on the idea of it being like, I knew that they were doing like old TV shows and those first couple of episodes. Yeah. I'd gotten the advice that you really have to stick with it because you don't really know what's going on. And I was trying to do it spoiler free, uh, so that I could enjoy the evolution of the story. And so it's, um, yeah, you know, and what's great about this particular show too, is that it is very female driven. Um, so there's the play on Wanda being in the TV shows and it does progress through these TV shows. I don't want to spoiler it all for you too much, but if you are around my age, you will recognize a lot of these shows. There are riffs on like, um, I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke show and the Brady bunch. Um, <clears throat> and the it's Wanda and vision. So it's Wanda television, but also Wanda plus vision. And if you are, I feel like this is not spoilery. If you are, you know, been following the whole Marvel universe story, you know, that vision died, vision died irrevocably, uh, in Avengers Endgame or in that duology of movies. Um, and so this is about grief and it's about how Wanda is struggling and it's about how a woman deals with things. And it is, um, the witchcraft is great in it. Uh, yeah, the magic is cool, but you know, it's about a woman's concerns that, you know, like part of how Wanda is dealing with her grief and, and it ties in with the deaths of her parents and of her brother. And like, all she wants is this idealized family life. Um, and she wants children and she wants to do things like take them trick or treating and all of this. And of course she's also this enormously powerful witch. And so she's created a lot of this through magic. Um, in a seamless way that's, you know, astoundingly powerful and also just really sad. Um, and it's, but it's not a sad show. There's sad aspects to it, but anyway, it's, um, just amazingly well done. I think I'm probably going to watch it again, but wow. What? And it's, it's nice because it's a self-contained series. It's not going to go on to another season. There's just no way for it. 
Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, all right. I am going to go in and get to work. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope that you're going to have a fantastic week full of focus and creativity. And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.